Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty. As always, joined by what I'm fairly confident subscribers, my now two regular co-hosts, and that we yes. have Faye and Jay. And they're not only just here because their names are on, they're here on Merith. Yeah. How's it going, guys? You all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying, still recovering from this weekend, I think. Sleep yeah, wise. I mean, so we'll talk about it in a minute. Like we watched a bit of wrestling. You watched a lot of wrestling, fake. You went, you went a double trouble. I did, I did. Uh, and yeah. I'm glad that I did because the later evening one well, makes yeah. so much more again, sense. Again, without without giving anything away, we'll talk about it in a second. But like one sort of informed the other, didn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> hilariously, Sarah didn't come to this wrestling show with us, and, and like something happened that she was so upset she missed, which was hilarious. Um, Things happen on both shows that you feel the angry about. Yeah. yeah. It's like never, never, obviously never miss a show. It's like FOMO, mate. You, you've got to do it yeah. all. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, right, we'll crack straight in then um, to our weekend wrestling. Um, we'll talk about a few bits and bobs. Um, first of all, a bit of WWE watch. Jay, have you watched any? Are you out? Are you back out of WWE now? Are you just not bothering anymore? Oh, I don't have the time to watch that shit. <laughs> I mean, Vince is back. Exactly. Um, no, I, I kind of watch like highlights on YouTube. Um, Brady cut a very same as usual promo. It was like like the Wyatt family one where he's in a in a rocking chair. Didn't they did do a bit of they did a bit of um Firefly Funhouse like flashback? Didn't they? Well, he he was in he was it he did the Wyatt family esque promo and he did like the Wyatt family like basically the greatest hits of the Wyatt family stuff, right? Like these are the worlds, and then later on in the night there was a QR code. And it was the bit from the Firefly Funhouse where like Bray's face like morphs into the fiend. Yeah. So, so kind of just that he's going to do the greatest hits. I mean, do they just not know what they're doing with him, or is this like part of the plan, or like? Well, so from what I've like heard from like various news sites, they've said that they think this pitch black match. Sponsored by Mountain Dew, did you know? Sponsored by uh, fucking Mountain Dew. Like, what the fucking shit is happening? <laughs> um, and so they can see they've got to use the Mountain Dew to glow in the dark. Apparently, it's going to have, like, lighting effects in use within the match, whatever if, that like, means. If um, LA Knight doesn't, like, cover Bray Mountain Dew, like, in Predator, so he can see him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be so upset. What if it, I, what if they go into the Firefly fly Funhouse again and... um? LA Knight bumps into John Cena and he turns out he's been there all this time and the John Cena that for um, Roman Reigns is a replicant. I mean, he didn't do a lot against <laughs> Roman Reigns, did he? So that, that could hold water. That he, he didn't do a lot the other week when he wrestled. <laughs> Literally spent about 30 seconds in the match, did one fucking move. He did um, like four and a half of the five moves of doom, to be fair. Yeah. I'm just accepting now that that wasn't John Cena and John Cena's still on the phone house. I remember him... Adam Blompier did a really good pitch for Cena's like last run, where it was like 
Cena comes back and he, but he's like, he's different. <laughs> like, like, like he, like he's changed being in the funhouse. <laughs> he's got like, got like five o'clock shadow and he just keeps pausing and being that weird. And then it, it ends up with him like turning heel. You can tell he's serious because he's got a beard. He's evil. I remember when Cena did have a beard that was fucking horrible. No, and I don't think I want to remember. I don't think I want to know. That was like the darkest timeline. It was Goatee Cena isn't really can't hurt me. Um, Seth Rollins challenged. uh, Well, didn't challenge. He confronted Austin Theory, didn't he? Um, Yeah. And said that his ankle wasn't a hundred percent. His knee, sorry. But it will be a hundred percent for the Royal Rumble when he goes on to win it and main events WrestleMania. He did a lot of dancing with crutches. He looked fantastic. He was dancing a lot with his crutches. Um, of course, he was. Yeah, uh, uh, it's worth noting as well. Uh, apparently, Austin Theory and John Cena have recorded something to promote a match at WrestleMania. Right, John Cena's um, for the kids, mate. But, yeah, really but, also, but also, like, there's a rumor going around that John Cena's facing Logan Paul, so who knows? Don't want that. No, no thank sense. you. He's coming John, back. John Cena's pro kid and pro pig. So, yeah. You would be having none of that nonsense. Style, um, right. All right. So, moving on then. Um, have. So that's that's all on main roster. Do I mean? Is there anything else? I mean, I'm guessing Roman Reigns did things, the Bloodline did things. Sammy looked like a kick puppy. I just can't um, remember why. The, the oh, they did they did Zayn versus Owens, which is apparently pretty good. Original. Yeah, but it, but it, well, it was it was to tie in with the story because Owens is facing Roman at the Rumble, yeah. um, and they said like. Basically, like Heyman had said, oh yeah, none of the bloodline are here. Well, you're on, you're on your own with this one. And then when Sammy looked in trouble, the entire bloodline except for Roman came out and beat up a Kevin Owens and got him disqualified. Okay. Oh, fair. I was like, okay, we don't trust you to do it, sort of thing. Um, Sammy did his fancy DDT that he hasn't done for ages on him. Owens as well, and it was gorgeous. I do like that move. It was beautiful. Uh, don't want to tread on the toes of the NXT podcast, but New Year's Evil was last week. Um, apparently, all I, all I, I got the fear when they put the, the title <laughs> match in the middle of the show, which seemed odd. Yeah, did you see how the the metal gymnastics they're doing with that one? Yeah, no. So, ba- basically, Aaron will Aaron will be getting angry. So, in fact, they didn't cover it, did they? Because they didn't they didn't have time no, to do no. the fucking podcast, okay. so we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> basically, the rope the rope kept breaking, and Grayson Waller fell the ring and got counted out. Oh yeah, um, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was just like, and now they're now they're doing a steel cage match just to remedy it. Um, you can't fall out of the ring in a steel cage. Well, if you can, you win. True. So yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Grayson Waller's got us in the bag. Uh, I saw there was a, there was fuckery on the women's battle royal as well. Oh fuck knows. Um, they Probably. did like both of Toxic Attraction did the the um, Rumble ninety four finish. All oh, right, that's that's quite cool. Mm, but now, now they're both number one contenders, and I'm guessing Toxic Attraction don't exist anymore because Mandy Maybe. Rhodes. Well, Mandy Rhodes had the audacity to monetize her own body. How dare she? Uh, yeah, fucking bitch. That's not that's not all women have done wrong this week, according <laughs> to in the world of wrestling. Only we'll get it. to that. Yeah. 
Um, okay then. Um, should we talk before we go? I mean, AW is always at the sort of the book end of this, isn't it? So we'll leave that for the end. Uh, we'll talk a bit about um, the the live wrestling that the three of us watched this week. We're not going to talk it in depth because we are doing a special uh, podcast for getting one of the um, the voices of TNT, DJ King, to come on and talk to us. A shouty British commentator. Yeah, he's he's, he's like <laughs> he's, he's amazing. He's like yeah, we're wrestling. Every man he's in all sorts. He's, he's great. Um, we're going to get him on the show a little bit later this week. So I've got to look forward to We'll go in depth about it. Um, Faye, do you want to start by telling us about uh, Ignition? So this is the first time ever, for those of you who don't know, our local promotion, which is TNT Extreme Wrestling. They now hold both of their shows on the same day, which is fine um, for for normal people. But for people like Faye, who like to go to all of them, it's <laughs> it makes it a hell of a day. Yeah, it does. So we had, um, for the first match, we had... Um, Alexis Falcon versus Lucy Sky. Oh, I mean, and, I don't know how I feel about that much. Because <laughs> I love both of them, like, unequivocally. Yeah, like, it was fantastic. Lucy Sky did an amazing job, and it's really good to see her getting, like, so, like, so over in TNT as well as Wrestle Island. It's so good as well, because, like, it felt like she was really on a roll, and then she had that horrible injury. She, like, broke her wrist or something, didn't she? Um, well, she had that. She got that really bad scar on her arm as well. I think she had like a metal rod put in her arm or something. She had a really bad break, uh, mm-hmm. but it's good to see she's come back and like literally not missed a beat. Like she's no, not fans, at all. Fans are red hot for her. She looks great. She's moving great. That match we saw at Wrestle Island um, against was, Holly Hudson. Against Holly Hudson was phenomenal. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I saw her first match back as well uh, the week before, which was against Alexis at uh, oh, nice. which was also very good. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Alexis came out, and I didn't realize this until later that night. Alexis came out. She got announced as just coming from Disneyland Paris. For those who don't know, Alexis Falcon is a huge, huge Disney nerd. Love it. Um, she came out in gear that had green flames on, and and I said to Matthew, I was like, "Oh look, it's like it's, it's a bit like Maleficent, that." And then I just thought nothing of it. Like, just, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that's not going to be important at any point for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's not going to have any kind of ripple effect on anything that happened. Yeah, and then and then you guys missed it. Um, we had um, RPD against Sam Gradwell, formerly of the NXT UK. Oh my god, yeah. it was great! It was so I, good. I, I, that was fucking stiff. I was, gonna say, really, like, I was about to say they hit so hard. Sam Gradwell's not like even on NXT. He wasn't like a big technical guy. He wasn't like you got like, guys like Tyler Bate and like you know Dragonov and like guys who could really wrestle like technical styles and like uh, Trent Seven and stuff like that. But then you've got yeah. But then if you put him against someone like RPD, who is legitimately a former boxer, and they and they're just going to batter each other dead hard. And they're both from Blackpool, so it was like who's yep. better? Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, RPD retained, but it was a heavy match, and you could smell the DPs everywhere. Oh God, what the what DPs? So much of it, honestly. Um, oh, nice. So, something tells me they probably need them more of that after the yeah. after yeah. that. I mean, RPD is just he's just on a hell he's on a hell of a run, isn't he? He's on an absolute tear. He's been yeah. Like yeah, one of the, one of the best wrestlers of last year, and like he's picked mm. it right back up this year. And yeah, I mean that's his first title defense, three uh, uh, nation titles against Sam Gradwell. Like what a what a match that is! That's awesome. Um, most notably for me at the um the kids show was um the Ignition Rumble. Which right, was so this, the main so this this was the the main attraction of the show. This is the big one, isn't it? This is like oh, it's January, it's Rumble season. Let's let's get on it. Yeah. 
Um, and we had everyone you, you could ever want in this match. And I mean, like, you had everyone. You had um, Big Guns Joe. Oh, nice. Notably, we heard at number one, we heard the music of Shreddy. And he came out. And then um, he came out with Jimmy, followed by his um, son, Jimmy Jackson. Jimmy Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Was it um, Jimmy who's in the match? Well, um, they kind of had a discussion. It was meant to be Shreddy. They had a discussion with Greenwood. And it turned out that Jimmy Jackson was going to go number one. Oh, it's okay. And um, when he got thrown over the ropes, Jimmy Jackson was like caught by Shreddy, and Shreddy spent like a full three minutes carrying him around like a baby. Aww. He's it was good, great. He's a good dad, really. He was fuming. <laughs> he, he he threw him back in the ring and went, I've had enough of this, and walked away. It was great. <laughs> um, we had Lance Rivera in that rumble as well. Yeah, um, always fun. Aiton Steen. Yes. It's just a blessing. I absolutely love him. Yeah, so um, I'm hanging around at the evening show, just having a great time. Yeah. Um, we also had... Um, we had that. We had... Um, God, there were so many. We had Casey Payne, which you know, yeah. like just makes me so happy. Was Leon Gray in there? Leon Gray was in there. He was, I yeah. The King of the Ring one. crew. Um, and with Max Brooker as well. Oh, nice. And then they had like a brief allegiance. And then Leon Gray immediately tried to eliminate Max, and Max was fuming. It was hilarious. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, and then, um, while Lance got eliminated by two bites, oh, and okay. Lance was fuming. I mean, like he like just he just sort of like sat there like on the floor, like really contemplating what just happened. So I'm glad. Like- one thing I really like about Rumbles, especially when they do them in like in January, like um, AEW do this really well, and like um, basically anyone that's not WWE does this really well, is they use like interactions and Rumbles to start feuds for like the the rest of the year. So if if that's a thing we're gonna see, then oh, yeah, yeah, okay. we had um, oh, her name is Megan. Um, she's got oh green yeah, hair. yeah, I've I've seen yeah, lots of her. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. She was um, on the merch was table as well later on in the evening. Yeah, she's delightful. That's where I recognised her from. I, I um, saw it... of that on Twitter. Tweet like, oh god, I missed that because I'd like obviously like seen seen her wrestling shows before and knew she was training. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool to see. But, but we had yeah. her and Harley Hudson facing off, which was oh, really Os- interesting. Os- yeah. yeah. Um, and then. What the real surprise was the last entrance in well not last entrance sorry like about the fourth like fourth before the last one and I think there was like there was like twenty people in this rumble as well it was big um they had um Crowley and oh my god I popped so hard and then Crowley was just being a top shit bag the entire rumble um, and I have no, I was not expecting that, but Matthew was made up. Did you say he was flipping off the kids in the crowd as well? Which Yeah, yeah, he came and flipped off all the kids in the crowd. It was fantastic. Actual menace, a... Charles Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Crowley, I... he's for the children, apparently. I, I tweeted them at least four <laughs> times from our from our Twitter saying I hate them. I like every single one. Love it. So good. Um but he eliminated Casey Payne. Oh no. 
That's and Casey looked like he was going to murder Crowley, and I've never wanted something more in my Casey entire life. Casey is going to murder Crowley eventually. Oh, it's going to be so good. Especially if we get that, like, if we get him Casey more featured in TNT, because I think he's had a really good reception every time he's gone in as well. Mm. Um, so I really like, hope it, to see it, more Especially of like, when he was in the crate, the rubble in the crate in Electric, like at Extreme Fields, he, the pop he got there was... It was massive, wasn't it? Substantial. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Yeah, a lot from um, us, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most of us like the like five of us screaming really hard. Yeah, um, yeah. But, hey, it, it, all, it, all, it all counts, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, and then um, Chase Alexander thought that he was the last in the rumble. Thought he won it, um, and because um, they all eliminated Shreddy and everything. And then it was Chase, and he thought he'd won, and then Crowley got in. Oh, heartbreak Crowley. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then eliminated Chase. And then, absolutely, it was not significant. It was not a significant win, and nothing happened at all. Nothing. Like, no. what did happen, though, was that Big Guns Joe got kidnapped by Temple of Malum. Yeah, apparently, after, I, I after he got North eliminated. Just, like, carried him out the arena. Yeah, it was great. They've done that to Charlie Brennan, though, in um, Paramount Pro. Yeah, Isaac North's done that to Charlie Brennan before. So, so is this going to be like um, in TNA when Samoa Joe got kidnapped by ninjas, and we never found out why, why he just came back one day and it was fine. Either came that, back. or came back with a dick or... tattoo on his face. He's got to come back with a neck tattoo. Or it, it could also be like that time in TNA where James Storm was kidnapping um, X Division people to make a weird stable of like young boys. Sonada was in that, wasn't he? Sonada was Hansen in that. Uh, TJP was in well, that. Sonada was in that. <laughs> That's the great Sonata. TJP as well. TJP was done really well. And some guy from India who I forgot about. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, but yeah, so, there we go. So yeah, stopped. Crowley Crowley won the rumble and we don't ever need to worry about that ever ever. No, it's again. not it's not gonna be relevant at any point in further discussion. Uh, on to the main show then. My 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 biggest regret, we decided to um to Eat arrive food. five minutes late because um frozen gin slush was a thing that we all wanted. <laughs> uh, my, we, missed my, we, we missed the start of the first match which means we missed Derisa's entrance which makes me sad I saw Scotty Rourke though stole someone's phone and filmed it while he was in the ring <laughs> that's amazing so yeah so the first match was um, Nico Angelo defending the Ultra X title against Man like Derisa, Scotty Rourke and Daz Black Daz Black, Daz Black who I've he never seen before amazing oh my god so when they announced like, they, they, they sort of hyped up didn't they like it was a big deal and Jay's like oh my god it's going to be Jordan Oliver um, and then it wasn't it was Daz Black and everyone was like oh this is this is a bit my of a letdown compared, compared to who we were thinking it was going to be but then when you see him live like holy shit this guy could he go. was fantastic yeah yeah and In- he's so so lovely as and well. he, this, and I mean, this match was just typical flippy boy stuff, wasn't it? It was flippy boy things. Um, like people breaking up yeah. moves with shooting star presses to give you an idea of like the sort of level of athleticism we're talking I, here. I don't think I've seen Nico Angelo hit that many shooting star presses ever. <laughs> it was quite a lot. Maybe wasn't we it? should do the um, the drinking game, but with um, with that. If Nico Angelo oh, shooting star presses, Aaron would be dead. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I'm committing like neck trauma the move onto Scotty Rock. Again and again. Oh, it was just yeah. it was it my was favorite so, thing. I was so upset. It was beautiful and upsetting in equal measure. Yeah. My favorite thing was me cheering on Scotty and saying, "Come on, you can do it!" And he's going, "I'm fucking trying." 
<laughs> not my favorite interaction you had with a with a wrestler. Yeah. Wasn't it? No. <laughs> um, that was brilliant. So next up, we had the women's match. Yes, she yeah, was. This Lizzie Evo and her yeah. surprise partner was Emerson Jane, which was real fun. I, I, last time I saw Emerson Jane was at, um, it was the Sirens Fury. Was the Sirens Fury the um the all women's pay per view uh, the show they did a couple of years back? Uh, she was great then. She's great now. Uh, yeah, this match was fun. Um, again, Lizzie like trying to Lizzie's just like a ball of unbridled scouse fury, isn't she? Yes. I feel like I've forced that face turn of Lizzie. <laughs> like us, like us as a group. It was weird, wasn't it? Because like when she got attacked, the extreme feels like even though she was trying to heal it up, everyone was cheering Lizzie and booing she wolves. Yeah, and I think they just kind of ran with it, and like, yeah, now Lizzie. I mean, if you don't know who Lizzie ever is, she's a, a wrestler from Liverpool. Her entire energy is just like girl that goes fucking logo on you in Constant Square. Yeah, it's Scouse Prin, Murder Prin. Yeah, um, love her. So yeah, she was basically a heel, and then she she had a she that thing that doesn't always make sense when it's like if a heel gets beaten up by another heel, they automatically become a face. <laughs> yeah, and even more so when the scousers in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it's like it what happened with Harley Hudson. Yeah, it went from almost being like a turn to a double turn, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the she, the she was was turned face. heel in attacking Lizzie. Yeah, and then Lizzie turned face. And then Angel Hayes, Angel Hayes is just a top scumbag. Um, yeah, she in is. Real life, but she's she's playing a character really well. Like she's been a real, yeah, a real like horrible scumbag, which is great. Um, then we had before the break, we had uh, the death match. This was oh, we thought it was his time. Big fucking Joe should have been his time. Big fucking Joe against Clint <laughs> Margera, the king of this shit. Um, nah, I think I think Joe's winning DOA, and then he's got to murder Clint, and then he's coming uh, for it. Um, he's coming for it. Summer explosions. Let's let's do like I don't know, explode barbed wire match or some shit. Exploding barbed wire death match. It feel the thing with Joe and Clint is it feels like every time they have a match, they like up the ante of like. They're gonna wild. have to fight forever, aren't they? That's what they're gonna have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I well, mean, it's this match was hilarious. It was such good fun. Joe is like one of the best death match wrestlers I think I've ever seen. He's an absolute sweetheart. And Clint is also excellent. Yeah. And who? So who? Which? Who was it? Who sassed you? Was it Joe or Clint? It was Joe. It was Joe, because I was cheering for Clint because you know I've got to stick up for the emos. Mm. And <laughs> Joe was like, well, he's, 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 "Fuck he's, you!" He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, didn't you say like "fuck him up, Clint"? And Joe's yeah. like right next to you. And he's yeah. like, Fuck you. <laughs> it was so good. I remember just burst out laughing as soon as I heard it. It was it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm gutted I didn't film though. I'm right, gonna be if... honest. I think me just causing feuds with different wrestlers every time I go now is just going to be a thing. Because last last month it was the She-Wolf, last time it was the She-Wolves. Yeah. And I felt like Casey was genuinely going to swing for me. It was fantastic. Uh, right. Just a quick question. If you're wrestling Clint Mojira, why would you ever put anything in the corner? Because, because you, you, know, yes. he's just, he's, you know he's just going to definitely drive you through it and then, win you, and then beat you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they that... should have kept that barbed wire where it was. Shouldn't have so been the had, death we had, triangle. We had, we, had, we had a literal death triangle, which was three pieces of wood, like with a cob, a spider with a barbed wire in between it. Um, it got set in the corner, and Joe got after a, a grueling match. Joe got um, death body driver through it, and then it just kind of absorbed itself into his body, basically. And then he, he like he was basically... literally walking around with it hanging off him for a bit. 
yeah. I got some great pictures of that. Um, I think Green, Green what was doing was... like a pair of pliers trying to cut him out? He basically uh, uh... like told all the paramedics to fuck off, didn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. like the medics, just like go away. Yeah, yeah. Well, like literally as well. Him and Clint just went straight to the merch stand after that match. And Joe like walked past me, like looking like he'd seen some shit. <laughs> I, I, I told him like I, I told him and Clint I love the match, and they both just looked at me like as if they didn't take it in. <laughs> um, probably because they killed each other. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was very good, as to be expected when those two face each other. I mean, yeah, they, 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 like two guys who can just watch wrestle forever. Like they just make it look full of stone. They really do. Yeah. Uh, right next up, let me after the break. We had um, was it the tag match first? It was yeah, it was the tag yeah. title match. So this was uh, Lycos James, or Kid Lycos, Kid Lycos Two versus La Rebellion. Who it's great to see them back, isn't it? Like goddamn, they yeah. they look they look awesome. They they carry themselves like I mean, I know they're not that that well known in the states. You know, they're on like NWA on in some some like smaller promotions, but goddamn, they, they carry, MLW as well. They carry yeah. themselves like absolute stars. They really do. Yeah. Yeah, like that entrance goes so fucking hard. That yeah. was my first time seeing that entrance, and it was fantastic. So they did it the same one uh, when they won the belts. They did like the same, yeah. same song, the ghost song. But the, they came the, out... the, fir- the first one was better, I think. Yeah, the first time they did it, it was in um, Camp and Furnace, so they had loads of space on the stage, and they came out dressed as like um, like uh, bishops and like the and they go on, like religious, or like gear. satanic bishop. Yeah, like, like okay. Papa Emeritus from um, from Ghost. It was unbelievable. I mean, this was also excellent, but like because like the lights went off and like they walked out and then the spotlight came on them and then like the, yeah, then the lights went fucking nuts, going all over the place. Oh, it was so so good. And the dry, and the dry ice. I've got a video of it on my phone. Next time I see you, I'll show you it because I took a video yes. for um, yeah for my mum. I think I've got one as well. I think we took them from different angles, didn't we? Yeah, uh, oh, it was so so good. Uh, match was really really fun. Um, goddamn, like us and like us too can fucking move, can't they? Yeah. So good. Yeah. They're so so good. <laughs> Like I continue have... to flip between the line of heel and face, don't they? As yeah. well, like... <laughs> it was a weird one because they were kind of the faces here, despite the fact that everyone knows they're shit houses. Because <laughs> they were trying to like recapture the titles for TNT, weren't they? Like they were like the home team. Yeah, and then they proceeded to get absolutely fucking murdered. It was like it was like at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean when like um Jeffrey um Jeffrey Rush comes back and he's a good guy now, but you're like, oh, he's still a bit of a dickhead, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's still got to be one to watch out for. But yeah, yeah. So this this is this is phenomenal. Like so many really good close finishes as well. Like really good close near falls. Like like us mm-hmm. two particularly got got some real close ones. Yeah, um, he, they, he was fantastic. This they match. nearly hit a double brain buster, but not quite. Shut up, like us. <laughs> I was the and only then, that I was gutted. <laughs> and then as I one of the things that will haunt me to my dying day. Um, so was it Lycos one when he was on Lycos the outside? One. Right at the end, and Mecha Wolf came through the ropes, and like I was stood right behind you, face. You must have seen it as well, and like Mecha Wolf was coming right at us, like a fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. I because I they basically told us to get out the way straight away because yeah, <laughs> because a large Mexican man is going to barrel through the ropes and crush this small white man in front of you. Yeah, yeah. and he did, and he did. He did. It was yeah, great. He, he did yeah. just that. Uh, yeah, that was that was real good fun. There was a that lot was of bumps to that bit. Like there, I I remember I was violently remembered, um, on Saturday why I usually stand at the side. Yeah, and not like and right not in the middle the front, where all the, the jumping happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we had to move back so many times. Yeah. Um, I mean, this the, the the biggest compliment I can pay this match is it should have been Greedy Souls, but they double booked, and this match made me not miss Greedy Souls. A hundred percent. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of Lycos Gym anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. They're, they're just absolute shitbags, but in the best way. Yeah, that was, it was a very fun match. Uh, next up then, was it the um, Shane Monet Invitational? The, the United Queendom yeah. United Queendom Invitational. United Queendom Invitational. This was really fun as well. Um, so basically, they just had a, an open challenge to any... Um, any queer wrestler who wanted to come out and, and you know challenge them, challenge Shane Monet and Adam Bolt, who I'd never seen before, came out. He was great. He was so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really fun. A- Adam match. Adam Bolt's moves that was like a proper like WWE two K move set where he gives himself everyone's finishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the flippy stuff. I'll do anyone's finisher, but from the top rope. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, Shay won with with some fuckery. Yeah. Um, oh, but from... also, but also let let Visage take the take the the hit. Yeah. As well, like United Queendom are fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and yeah, then we Visage... got that announcement for um, DOA, didn't we? Well, we got two announcements for DOA. Um, the last no, two no, competitors. Thank you. <laughs> so it's going to be oh. um, Sasha Moth Martina, obviously, and Aspen Faith. Yeah, last boy. Made the chair. Made the chair isn't real. Made the chair's back, baby. Made the chair doesn't exist. Business is booming. If you're made the chair, of my nightmares didn't actually happen. If you're not, if we make a lot of references to made the chair, um, for those who don't know what it is, so at last year's DOA they had a steel chair, like a standard steel chair, folding steel chair. However, someone had yeah, two of the fuckers. Yeah, someone had glued about twelve cut in half beer cans, like. Like cut side up, so it was basically just a load of like basically like sharp knife scoops. You know, you know what I've realized as well. You know, the only downside to ignition being on the same day as DOA, we're not going to have an insane GCW esque ignition like we did no. last time because we got because <laughs> because as a result of that, we got murder board the next day. Oh god, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was that was, <laughs> that was real upsetting. That was my first ignition show as well. I'm like, what the shit is going on? I'm like, 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 I'm they had doors and a balcony spot on an ignition show. Oh, that was the one where I was walking past the bottom of the road and I saw them fighting in the street. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that was, was wild. Uh, right then, moving on to the... Oh, not, I was going to call it the co-main event then. Like, but That's <laughs> like a, a joke, but it wasn't. Uh, this was MVK versus... Um, Tom Thelwell. Tom Thelwell. This was effectively Bad Boy Chillicrew versus Manky Union. Um, oh, only, this was good. O- only one of Bad Boy Jellicrew was actually there. I don't know how what happened there. Yeah, it was weird. Don't worry about it. Um, they, Man- they were all there because they did the mu- they did film the, the music, music video. video in the venue after the show. All oh, right, so they just didn't come out. That's weird. Um, well, they, was- they, they went. They did like the they did the video in the ring because mm-hmm. they were probably like fucking huffing whippets on the back of them. <laughs> Whatever the kids do. They were these staying days. away from him. Danny Proper on fueled on start strongbow. Ketherman or something, yeah. Danny Proper's just... not allowed. Danny Proper's not allowed near under 18s, so <laughs> Danny Proper's a menace. I love him. 
kept looking at my hat. Yeah, so, he was, he's gonna get it. So Mank Union, it's clearly Danny Proper were on the outside of the ring, and he kept producing cans of Stronger Dark through from a JD sports bag, which yeah. was huge energy <laughs> and throwing oh. people's hats. And he, yeah, I, I think if he had to throw mine, the Reese would have sparked him out though because it was the reset. Yeah, uh, this is really good fun. Like you say, that it was it was pure fuckery. Um, because yeah, MVK is an enormously powerful man, and he could crush Sam Bailey. Looked like he was auditioning to be in the JAS with, with yeah. like the weird shirt and the hat. Like, Sam Bailey also great. got laid out by Casey Byrne, and and Casey got such a pop. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> again, think it was mostly from us, but you know, we we're did. loud. Brian started VGS chance. Yeah. We did. Uh, there was so much fuckery. It was really good fun. It was probably a little bit overbooked, but in like a really good way. Um, mm-hmm. Like loads of nonsense. Everyone got all of my union got theirs. Basically, they all got laid out, and then yeah, MVK picked up the win. Um, and they're gonna have uh, um, in June. They're gonna have a two on two match. So that guy from Bad Boy Jellicker, whose name I can't remember, and MVK Ooh, versus a yeah, the, it does something resembling a stunner. <laughs> the it stunner was itself wasn't bad. Yeah, the kick, was the, kick, kick. the kick that was a bit weak, uh, but the stunner itself yeah. was pretty cool. Um, and it's going to be Tom Thelwell and someone. Um, JJ, JJ Webb. Webb. JJ Webb. There we go. He, he needs to um, direct his rage somewhere now that um, Alexis is, you know, off being Alexis. So when um, when JJ Webb was saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be me and Tom Thelwell, Tom Thelwell didn't look very happy, did he? No, because he tried oh. to get Danny to do it, and Danny was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, look at them. They'll fucking murder me. And Sam didn't look happy either. No. Sam had just been leathered by Casey, though, so, you know. To like, be fair, yeah. the last time I saw Danny Proper in the in the ring, he was dressed as a slutty cat and getting fucking annihilated by bullets. So, you know. And, uh, and yeah. he hit his head on the aircon. He did hit his head on the aircon as well, yeah, which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the most Danny Proper thing ever. It really was. It was great. Uh, right, should we move on and talk a bit about AEW? Just the two, just the two AEW shows this week, just that um, Rampage and Dynamite. Wait, but... wait, wait. Oh no, we can only talk about the main event. Sorry, I, I got, I, 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 got like, so, I got, I got, I got so excited about Bad Boy Jellicker that I forgot there was a main event. Have you just wiped it from your memory? So maybe, trauma? maybe the trauma has just erased it from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so main event was um, Leon Slater challenging Dan Maloney for the title. Oh uh, one two one explode, etc. Uh, it started out really like. Um, Really quite polite, and then eventually, after like five minutes, they were just slapping the piss out of each other. Yeah, it's like he got really angry because he wants to prove himself, and Driller was like just slapping him a bit. Mm. Uh, really, really fun match, though. Um, like Slater did that. It's now become one of his signature moves, which is like jumping over the turnbuckle to the outside. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, Casey hit a bit, took a big one on that. Yeah, he, uh, he did some work there. Um, and then surprising. Okay, blood light tubes in his arm. Yeah, yeah he it was. Little, it, he fell on a lot of glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. When I went to buy like things off him later, he pulled bits out of his arm. Oh, poor lad. <laughs> um. So yeah, the finish, really surprising finish. Um. Well, first of all, um, Dan Maloney hit a fucking drill on the apron. Yeah. He hit like a, a drill. Like an awful. He hit basically, was it like an awful waffle? Yeah, his finish is a drill killer's an awful waffle. So he hit that on the he hit that on the on the apron first. On Leon and like nearly murdered him. Well, Leon. Oh yes, his, his, head, his head bounced off the apron. And then in the ring a bit later, he hit the he hit Driller Killer again uh, as he went for the pin. Leon Slater rolled him over and like basically into like a sort of surprise roll up. Yes, yeah, well, it was it was so Driller like did like a dead lackadaisical cover, 
like almost as a, but not like lackadaisical as in like cocky as in like as in it was like the last bit of it like tiny like bit of energy he had left yeah yeah he like sort of like flopped onto Leon and then as Leon kicked out on two he rolled Driller up and got the three yeah it was oh really my cool god finish. and I have never been happier in my entire the crowd life. went nuts lost my... went ballistic uh, they fired loads of confetti out from the ceiling like streamers and streamers. Oh, it was so good. Leon Slater becomes probably the youngest ever TNT champion. And then absolutely nothing yeah. happened, and no, I then, didn't cry. And then the show ended, and we all just went home and had a nice time. Um, <laughs> no, um, while Leon was celebrating, Crowley's music hit. He, Leon didn't hear it because the crowd were going... Those music didn't even hit. He just ran out. Did it not? But Crowley just appeared. He just surprised yeah, motherfucker them. Like, nailed him in the back, and then started screaming at Greenwood that he wanted his title match, because obviously he won the, the Rumble. He cashed in. Imagine if you hadn't seen the Rumble. And you well, just wondered what I the fuck was going on. I, I mean, only because you told me he won, I knew he won. Yeah. My God. So my dog like frantically explaining it for people. Yeah. <laughs> going full Excalibur. Oh. Uh, so then, yeah. So um, he 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 tries to do the, the typical heel thing, like get the win the match really quickly. Leon kicks out. Leon puts and then hits him as well. Like puts yeah. him on his ass. Leon puts Crowley down. Goes to the top rope to uh, put him away and then Alexis Falcon who's basically been shouting at crowd and telling him to fuck off the entire match she ran down to like sort of you know tell him to he's a bastard she crutches Leon Slater on the top rope he falls to the floor Crowley hits his finisher Crowley pins him one two three Crowley is the TNT world champion Alexis Falcon comes in with her women's championship they celebrate in the middle of the ring together they are the new power couple in TNT and, and and he licks her and it's really weird. He licks her hand a bit, yeah, which is I don't know how I feel about that. So yeah, and there we go. And they, they end on the <laughs> ramp and uh, Crowley makes various um masturbatory motions towards the crowd. Well and also Leon cries. Crowley like forced yeah, Leon was actually like balling mm. like on the apron in front of us. Um which was heartbreaking. And Crowley like forced Greenwood to give him the belt. Yeah. Yeah, which was fucking uh, just a nice extra layer to that story. Oh, because so... like it's the whole um, like Alexa Greenwood Crowley like everything. It was so upsetting. It was so. I mean, it was great. Like I said to you, like Faye, when when this happened, they said, oh god, they Lance Rivera us. They did Lance Rivera us. So they, 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 did, they did something similar in Wrestle Island when Lance won the, the, the vacant title and then was immediately thrown by Hustle Malone. Um, oh, in a, in a heartbreaking that still manner. hurts. But yeah, it was it was really good fun. It was it was a really shocking twist. It was like a really cool end to the show. And yeah, we're gonna talk all about it even more in even more detail on Thursday. So check out oh. if you want to hear even more about it. Check it out. Um, we're, I know we're, yeah. it's gonna be fantastic. We're there. We're, we'll be able to like um, pry DJ King and like he was on the call for this. So I'd love to know how how it went off in the uh, in the booth. I hope he cried like we <laughs> I, did. I don't think he cries. I think he just gets. I think he just gets angry and maybe vapes. I don't know. Yeah, DJ King just gets angry. Um, <laughs> right then, now we'll move on to AW. Uh, we'll close it out with um, Dynamite and Rampage. Um, Dynamite, possibly one of the best Dynamites I think we've ever had. Oh, yeah. My it's cousin Marky described it as, um, like, it's one of those ones where they're like pay-per-view caliber Dynamites. Well, I mean, there were, and so you just what, get it for free. There were two four-star matches and one five-star match, according to Dave Meltzer, on the show. So. I mean, I don't listen to what he says anymore, but thanks, thanks for the input. Yeah, thanks, I guess, Dave. Dave. We, we appreciate. <laughs> we, 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 I'm glad to see you. You know, you, you do you. Hey, 
you you have fun, Dave. You you do what you like. <laughs> um, so we start out yes. straight off the bat. No, no preamble. Moxley versus Page. They shock me. Like I did not expect this to be like first up. Um, and you can tell these guys both watched some New Japan the other week, couldn't you? <laughs> you can tell Mox was pissed off that he wasn't on Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he wasn't there I'm, with I'm, his son like, murdering people. I'm, I'm going to strong style somebody. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This, this match was fucking unreal. Ah, oh, loved it. There was I a moment when um, they were both fighting. A lot of fighting on the outside early on, and uh, Hangman went to get back in the ring, and then sort of like changed his mind halfway through and did like a swivel pivot back outside and just literally murdered Mox with a clothesline. Yeah, it was shocking. And what's even funnier is that Hangman put that on his Instagram story with just the thing that said "sound on." It's like wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's incredible. That fucking savage. <laughs> yeah, this this was this yeah, a really this fun match. Really um, Moxley maybe leaning a little bit heel here. I need it. Give it to me now. I, I feel like like I remember the last time we had the um the sort of other than the Mox Hangman match, like the last time we had the sort of Mox Hangman interaction was when they um like came face to face in the ladder match. Yeah. And Hangman came yeah. back, and everyone was booing Mox. And I think, literally, Hangman might be the only person they can have, like, Mox be booed against. Yeah. Maybe, well, probably Eddie, to be fair. If Mox yeah. turns on Eddie, like, everyone's going to turn on Mox. Eddie got booed against Eddie when Eddie was a heel. Like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's because Eddie, like, as a heel in that match, gave, like, the best babyface performance ever. Yeah. But we said this about the Eliminator tournament before Mox went away, wasn't it? Like, this was the plan for, like, well, heel Mox he, he was, was Mox and Hangman. To, he was meant to murder Orange Cassidy, wasn't he? That was meant to be his big yeah. heel turn, and then that was the day he went to rehab, and he, he didn't do the match. So, that would have been a that would have been good scene. Well, we would have got Mox and Hangman yeah. then as well, which then would have given us heel Mox. Yeah. Like... Yeah. But also, we wouldn't have got BCC, so... Yeah, uh, um, you know, I'm t- I'm taking that as a win. Another couple of things then to know towards the end. Um, Hangman kicks out the Death Rider. Yeah, he yeah. does. No gimmick, yeah. either. no like, no like. Oh, it was it's okay. He's no foot on the rope. What did it was foot on the rope? No, wasn't he? Just um, he just kicked out. Didn't he? he was powered out. And Moxie was like, like like he'd seen like a ghost. Like when who was it that kicked out? He looked like Tony. He looked like Tony Connor. That's supposed to be Dean Ambrose again. <laughs> um, it was like when Takeshita kicked out of the Death Death Rider, wasn't it? Yeah. Same thing. Like the the audacity of this bitch. I, I feel like face. when they run this match back, seeing as it's technically one-one, mm. it's probably going to be a Texas Death Match, isn't it? It's going to be some grotty. Yeah. So the ending Cincinnati of the match, Death Match. Cincinnati Death Match. Just, just bad, bad quality chili everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, Mox, please sure. don't hurt me. And I know you love Skyline <laughs> Chili, but <laughs> he loves it. Um, yeah, so the finish of the match, um, Hangman hit a like a sort of running lariat and then went outside, hit the buckshot. Um, after the Hangman left the ring, um, Moxie was like sort of groggy in the ring and he was asking the doctors what happened, which was a nice little touch. Like, yeah, he was like, he got beat because he was like legitimately out. It's like, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. yeah. And yeah, Hangman so... didn't even stay like Mox did though, like Hangman. 
Hangman just walked off. Yeah, Hangman was like, yeah, we don't. I really, I really like with this view that they both shown kind of like shades of grey, like Mm -hmm. Hangman being like not even checking up on Mox, not even wanting to check up on Mox. Because he couldn't go that distance with Adam Cole, could he? He couldn't. Couldn't do it. Speaking of, I was so sad that Mox has been effectively brought off, but and then. I mean, they've all they've owed them a holiday for like what the last like four months. Yeah. yeah, but Renee is not is not there. He's going to Ireland by himself. Don't worry about it. Just do should go with him. <laughs> should go with him. Make sure he uh, make sure he doesn't do too much murder. We'll get grand on by Martina. Gonna go and sort the Irish Parliament out single handedly. <laughs> Um, all right, next up then, yeah, Tony Giovanni's. It's kind of a, a fun little like swerve because Tony Giovanni's in the middle of the ring and he basically said it gives him no pleasure to introduce his guest. Everyone thinks I thought it was going to be MJF. Everyone thinks it's going to be MJF because Tony yeah, hates MJF. I thought, yeah, yeah. And then Adam Cole's music hits and I think a hole in the universe gets torn by the crowd reaction. I, I literally was like watching it while I was doing work. So I had like my iPad next to my laptop. And when Adam Cole's music hit, I, I I actually like flipped my my laptop over. <laughs> Lose it. it. It wasn't it wasn't as much as uh, when he debuted because you were you were there for that. You know yeah. you know which I absolutely lost my fucking mind. <laughs> are, you, are you saying Adam Cole's return popped you so hard you damaged government property? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not damaged. It works. Fair. Um, yeah. So Adam Cole came out basically cut. One of the most heartfelt promos I think I've ever heard in my entire life. It was the most Chugs-like promo I've ever heard. He was full Chugs. He was basically he was <laughs> saying like, and it was he was like tearing up as well. He was saying like he thought you might have to retire. He said like every time someone said to him, who never, who doesn't even know who he is, but people don't know him personally. Every time someone said to him like, oh, I just, I don't even care. You don't come back to wrestling. I just want you to be okay. And he, he went through like, I'm, I'm getting emotional. Like, describe thinking about it now. Yeah. Um, describing like how how he couldn't go in the car for more than 15 minutes, or he'd like throw up. And like he used to just wake up in the middle of the night and he couldn't sleep and he just pace around his flat. That's what got me when he was like when he was like saying like a Brit would wake up and I'd just like be crying like what's going on? Yeah, Brit Brit said like what's up and he'd be like I don't know like I honestly don't know. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, and it was, Brit and it, said on Twitter that like he couldn't even get like on an airplane like yeah. at all. Yeah, like he couldn't leave the house except for only for appointments. So he said like yeah, the good news is yeah. You know, he's feeling better. Then it's time for the bad news. The bad news wasn't for him. The bad news is for everybody else in AW. Call cause an ambulance. Because he's back. Yeah, call an ambulance, <laughs> but not for me. <laughs> that, that felt more like Adam Cole than Chugs. That was the flip of the switch, wasn't it? That was like, well, he, I, he, got, he got like the real life stuff out the way, and it's like, right now it's fucking Adam Cole, baby. I, yeah. I'll be intrigued to see how we go about this because with them mentioning the fact that he couldn't leave the house except for his therapies there's a there's a cool way they could do it which is what they did with um danielson in wwe when he became the planet's champion where he was basically he spent like hours a day in a hyperbaric chamber to like treat his concussions and just went mad <laughs> <laughs> and then just like started hoofing people in the dick and stamping on their heads like the horrible a- adam cole's yeah. just been on like fucking facebook doctors like telling them all these like mad stuff like drinking paint a... and shit. No, he's in that cryo chamber like the Master Chief. <laughs> Those oh, full, full like stranger things in the hyperbaric chamber. He's been on the horse, the horse paste. <laughs> the yeah, I, I, I'd like it if like Cole starts off as a baby face and then starts like 
being more and more like immediately sees Kenny Omega's back and just fucking webs him everywhere. Oh, he's gonna batter Kenny when he fucking gets near him. <laughs> I, I personally, I think the most logical thing they should do is turn the books heel again. <laughs> now keep them keep them as far away as possible for a bit. No, but I mean, like, I think. I've I've made the derby for the TNT titles. What I was gonna say, he needs a belt. Yes. I think I think he, he needs a belt. Do, do literally, they could do like a carbon copy of what they did with him in NXT, where they give him the North American title. He had that for a little while, right, guys? And then, like, the, the solution here is simple: Adam Cole and Takeshita fight for Don Callis's love. Yeah. Oh, have you seen BTE yet? No. no okay, <laughs> just just, uh, um, just some some more seeds. What about? There. What about we revisit Orange and Adam Cole and he takes the All-Atlanta Championship of him? See, that would be good, but I feel like Orange has still got a lot of, like, kind of, like, long, a lot more mileage left on that run. Plus, I don't think Cole's the type of guy who's going to work a lot of indies now, is he? He might shop in PWG again because, you know, Super Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, that means that we can also have Adam Cole against Kip Sabian. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Now, I, I I think the most logical thing is Cole just like made as Derby for the belt. Just like that would cry. She, she's good. Um, <laughs> Pat sunrises him so hard that he fucking flips about four times out of it. Um, <laughs> flips out the universe. Things just having just a big cry at the space. fucking. Yeah. Um. I think do that. It, a guy like Adam Cole, even though Darby's probably like the right guy to kind of restore a bit of prestige to the belt, I think Cole winning it could be kind of like the shot in the arm that went Brody won it. Where it was it instantly felt like a bigger deal because Brody had just made that Cody for it. Hear me out, right. You want to bring prestige back to the TNT title. How about we just have Sammy Guevara? Far away from Sammy Guevara. <laughs> just have Sammy Guevara do another sex on it. No. <laughs> And then you have Adam Cole immediately shoot murder Sammy Guevara. <laughs> legitimately injure him. <laughs> just like <laughs> properly kick him full force in the face. Um, I love you. I, 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 I don't wish on Sammy. Sammy's not that bad. Uh, yeah, so Adam Cole's back. One of the best, um, most, like you say, most relatable, most heartfelt, um, most emotional promos I think I've ever seen in, in wrestling. It was it was so, so good. Just a lovely um, man, isn't he? Yeah, oh, I love him so much. And he's ready to, to wreak havoc. And then you've you've still got like variety stream of chugs. You've still got te- <laughs> you've still got technical goblin um Kyle Wright to come back at some point as well. Oh, speaking of goblins, what about Cole versus Tony Devon? Oh my god, no. Yes. Or Kyle Riley versus Tony Devon. I was about to say hard. Adam Cole does not need like bloody hepatitis. Too, like, much, leave, too, leave. too, too much goblin. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> right, so next up then we had the acclaim backstage. Um, basically, they said they're going to um, get their star on the Hall of Fame because they're in Los Angeles this week. Um, and then Max Caster lists um, some top celebrities like Roseanne Barr, Alec Baldwin, and Donald Trump. <laughs> Obviously, this yeah. Is, yeah, Max Caster. I love how Max Caster's like sort of whole gimmick is that he's like he's a bit of a dickhead, but he's always, it's because he doesn't know any better. Like, on social media, he claims that he's a virgin and that like he doesn't understand like pop culture references and he just says things and like it's like kind of oh I just accidentally said the wrong one and that's just kind of whole sort of shtick, isn't it? Yeah, which is great. Um, we'll talk about the we'll talk about the, that that segment that happened on the rampage. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was uh, funny. It was really good fun. 
I'm quite surprised that he didn't say more about the WWE Saudi stuff. Well, we, we'll get. We'll, 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 he did we'll obviously say stuff, but I was like, I was like, oh my god, like everything that's happened that week, like I'm shocked he didn't say more. Yeah. Uh, next up, then Hook and Jungle Boy or Jungle Hook versus mm-hmm. Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. This was fun. Uh, I think it all kind of it all kind of hinged on Hook suplexing Big Bill, which he did eventually. Um, which was really good for which, me. Like, super impressive. Yeah. Lee, Lee Moriarty again actually murdered by Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, if this feud still got a little while to run, I think I'm happy with it because I think I really like these four guys together. I think they've got really good chemistry. I'd really like Lee Moriarty Jungle Boy in the singles match at some point. Yes, please. I would. I would. Also That's what I really like want. That. Um, Did we have a um, a JS segment? Yeah, it was later on. It was later on. It's coming. It's coming. We'll talk about it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> next up, you have Renee Paquette interviewing Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. In walks uh, Paul Walterhauser, or Paul Walterhausen, as Danhausen refers to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, speaking of to bring us all together, um, legitimate TNT Extreme Wrestling fan because he was there at um, Comic Con. Can you spark out JJ Webb? Yes, I think everyone's <laughs> watched JJ Webb. It's, it's Paul Walterhauser. Rice a passage. He's not a member yeah. of Robert Jilla Crew, no. Okay. He's a Golden Not Globe. yet. Maybe when they win the Brit Award and he's won his Golden Globe, they can come together and form some sort of collective. I mean, one of those <laughs> things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they're going to have a segment um, on Rampage. He's going to stick around. It's cool. I mean, I don't really know. I- I've not really seen uh, Cobra Kai or the new thing that he won his Golden Globe for, so I don't know an awful lot about Paul Waterhouser, but people seem to like he him. Sung it. He-, he sung Judas in Cobra Kai. No, like, it's okay. Like at the opening, not it was great. I love Cobra Kai, so yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> next up, then um, there's a summary thing with the elite, but that's not really important because nothing really happens. Um, Takeshi makes his entrance. MGF interrupts him. Does some maybe a little bit racist um, playing on his name. Mm. He, he uh, according to Fightful, he ran everything he said to Takeshi to pass them before he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, a really Olsen, cool thing as well. Awesome Max. So Takeshi. Takeshita says something to him in Japanese and the fan went the fans went nuts for it. And then MGF was like, Oh, I thought Danielson was bad on the mic. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I like, Takeshita and he said, Oh, tell Takeshita around here, we talk American. And Takeshita said, Oh yeah, I said kiss my ass. The fucking booze MJF got to say we talk American as well. Oh, <laughs> like... Piece of shit. Um so yeah, so then um he, he, something I never thought I needed to see was MGF roasting Ken Jong and Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. looked fantastic as well. It was yeah, he could be called Freddie Prince Jr. a Scooby Dooby douchebag. What <laughs> <laughs> a uh, shout. Which I enjoyed. Um, and then, yeah, so obviously this is carrying on the, the sort of theme that Danielson has to win every ma- a match every week in order to um, challenge MGF at Revolution. So this is his, his, obviously his next opponent. So Danielson came out. We're that- just getting Danielson on like a murder crusade to like oh, Revolution. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, so then, as, as Danielson came out, MGF just did a, a fucking runner again because he's terrified of him, <laughs> which yeah. is great. Um, and then, yeah, um, legitimate banger of a match. There, there was like literally like three match of the year candidates already on this show. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. There's everyone seen like the, the the bit they sort of um the bit they sort of showed where. Danielson goes for a victory roll and then Takeshi reverses into a crunchy and then picks up Danielson and then the delay vertical. Uh, yeah. They dropped Danielson's head a lot in this match. 
Yeah, this was so good. Remember when like I, everyone was like, "Oh, Danielson's like done at the top level," and he's like, "Oh no, AW, here we go." Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, to to catch their like needs. It's a blue thunder bomb after those um oh, drop kicks as well. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah. so so yeah. good. El Generico taught him that. Yeah, before he, before he died on his way back to the orphanage. Before, before he was went to look after the orphans and died in Mexico. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, this this was just fucking silly, and then it finished in it with a uh, Danielson just like murdering to catch the stomps and then locking him up in the regal stretch. I love that he's doing that as well. He's stomping people to death and then yeah, just like look, look, the dead. <laughs> Like, Psycho needing to catch that a man who also murders people with knees. Imagine, yeah. I, I think if you like, they were to both connect while they were doing knees, it would like break the sound barrier. Yeah, like in like Dragon Ball when like they just like they collide and like the world like ends or something. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that we, in, we, um, in... Like, they they they'd need each other, and then like evolution would start again from like single cell organisms. <laughs> I need that like on a on a t shirt. What the universe was actually created by, like millions of years ago, da- the, the ancestors of the Kestra and Daniels and Ning each other at the same time. That was the big That's bang. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it was accepted. It was actually um, at a Ring of Honor show, Danielson and Kenta. Both <laughs> yeah. like, at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, so really, really fun match. Oh, that's um, just giving an idea of who they can fucking rewind back. Uh, what they can rewind back for uh, Danielson on his May of the Crusade. Give me, um, give me then some best cancer again. We had a little promo. Um, Juice Robinson's here for the TNT title. He's going to challenge Darby. That'll be fun. No, Actual thanks. human muppet, Juice Robinson. Yeah. Um, next up, then, another face. another great match. We had Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, the killer and the pillar, versus actually Tony Storm and Soraya. There was no fuckery. There was no mercedes Monet. There were, it was never real. No. We was played no ourselves. boss. We, congratulations, we played ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, sad. But no, this this was fine. I think it was you could tell the crowd was deflated that a Mercedes <laughs> Monet didn't come out. So to make it even worse, I mean after this match, the lights went out, apparently. <laughs> it was during a break they didn't show it on TV. The lights went out and then I can have it if a rampage came on. Fuck it. <laughs> That's either incredibly unfortunate or like top trolling. And I'm not, I'm not sure which one it is. This is Tony we're talking about, so you never God. know. Yeah, that's. Well, this was this was a yeah. really good match. Soraya looked a lot more comfortable here than she did uh, in a match with uh, one a singles match with Brit. She, I mean, she would, I don't think she was bad in the match with Brit, but I thought here she looked a lot more like like her old self. Yeah, yeah, she, she did she keep looked... screaming. This is my house throughout the ah, match. That's just what she does. That's all she does. Yeah, which is odd because like great. It's... It's very obviously not her house because she didn't build anything here, but hey, here we go. Mm. Uh, that's the whole sort of angle they're pointing at, isn't it? It's like, yeah, and I think it's like the whole point is Briss, like, no, this isn't your house. I built, I built, we did all the work here, and like, you just call on mm. and take all the credit. Um, so yeah, uh, Shida came in to try and like sort of stop the fuckery from Rebel. Um, but then she slid her uh, kendo stick in the ring when no one had the upper hand, and then Brit was the one who took advantage of it. So did she intend it for Brit or for Tony? Just saying she was wearing red and so were um, the killer and the pillar. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then Jamie committed Jamie, an actual <laughs> fucking murder. Jamie hated it. It did fucking lariat murder on um, on Tony for the win. Yeah. So good. As I say, it was a fun match. I feel like because everyone 
was expecting um everyone everyone was expecting um thingy, weren't he? Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes. Yeah. So you could tell the crowd just weren't invested in it at all, which I think kind of hurt the match because the crowd were like hot for everything except for this. Mm. I think yeah, I think I think like not having Mercedes here just took a bit of the bit of the wind out of its sails. Yeah, I, I I don't think that's any fault of the women involved in the match. I think it's more that AEW were very obviously thought they were going to get her and mm. teased her before they actually had it at the last minute it, made, it must have like, fell through or like i still think mm. i think i think she'll turn up at some point i honestly think the amount of money that new japan are paying her they they demanded her first match be for new japan especially as her first matches in america as well mm. i mean she's she's already got like a bit of heat in new japan so yeah yeah wouldn't, wouldn't hurt anymore um, right then. The thing is, as well, though, is that I thought Britt and Jamie were amazing in this match as well. It was so good. It felt like Britt was like back to being like Brit's babe, Brit. That's what it feels like. I, I feel like we're, we're definitely getting Britt versus Jamie this year. Like 100%. Um, I'm not too sure when that'll be, but I feel like they've started kind of laying the groundwork for it already. And she never let her talk. Yeah, well, that too. That too. The the fact that like as well, like when Britt referred to herself as the boss. Yeah. And that, oh yeah, Jamie's the champion as well. Yeah. Like yeah. This yeah definitely... from, from someone who doesn't get to talk to someone who unfortunately does get to talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up we had um Jericho Appreciation Society <sighs> made the way out to the ring. Um I mean, it starts out felt well enough. Uh, Matt Menard asked if you want to know what makes Daddy match nipples hard. And he said it's the fact that Jake Hager powerbombed Ricky Starks through a table. Um, and then Starks comes out with Andretti. And everything about this just felt a bit weird. So, mm-hmm. like, let's again, we talked about this on Discord. I'll go through, I'll go through the, the things that I liked. One, actually Andretti tells Chris Jericho to shut the hell up. Which, yeah. in, in, in a sort of obvious twist of like what Chris Jericho used to do to people. Um, and two... Um, Daniel Garcia <laughs> said to Action Andretti, I was young like you once, and Andretti's actually a year older than him. Yeah, Something the, the... that I enjoyed was um, Jericho mentioning PWG on AEW. Mm. Like, that was fucking great. I I mean, AEW definitely got the footage for that, haven't they? Because mm-hmm. Excalibur mentioned it a lot on Rampage as well. Yeah. They had someone yeah. filming Don Callis as well, didn't they? Well, yeah, they did. You're right, right, let's, let's talk about the negatives. Um, um, I like when Ricky told Jericho to move as wide. That's so he could talk to Jake Hager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Considering I, that Jake Hager's like a house. So for me, like the, the reason it didn't click is because it's obvious that like they're kind of just throwing Andretti and Starks together. Mm-hmm. And there's no real chemistry between the two. Literally, the only kind of grievance they both have is that they both beat Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho has attacked them. Yeah. That's oh, I also sorry. Good. I also quite liked it when um, Andretti referred to Sammy Guevara as Daniel Garcia's babysitter. Yeah. And was it um and who was it that called who a cheer pet looking ass as well? Oh, that made me laugh. Cheer pets are like one of those um terracotta things that you water, and then I mean, it probably was Andretti given that he looks like John C. Riley. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was the, then the bad things. Um, Andretti basically told Guevara that he can't control his woman, and she had her hands between his legs last week. Oh yeah, that was that was weak. Oh, and weird. then, and then um, Stark said something along those lines as well, like after, and I was like, oh. Don't you, don't you, just because the other boys did it, Ricky, don't you do it as well. That's what it, it felt like. It was, <laughs> as I say, it felt as though Ricky Starks was just kind of put into that, as opposed to like, it's Ricky fucking Starks, he's one of the best talkers in the company, what and are you then, doing? then they made Ricky Starks make fun of Jake Hager having a lisp, which seems very unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Um, uh, yeah. Although I, I did like it when um, Hager said he was going to slap Ricky Starks' face off his face, to which Taz replied on commentary, "Is that even possible?" Yeah, uh, um, yeah, it was just a bad segment. Apparently, it was um, produced by Luther. Yeah, and Chris um, Smith, apparently. And well, I, if it was Luther, it was obviously Jericho as well. So it's probably <laughs> Jericho trying to like it. It felt kind. Kids. It felt kind of like. There was a promo that Jericho and The Rock did in the Attitude Era with like Stephanie Bookerty and Rhino. Yeah. I felt like that, but obviously that's aged quite poorly. Mm-hmm. I mean anything anything with, of like within... Chris, any, anything that was like Chris Jericho versus Stephanie McMahon's body has aged quite poorly. There was a lot of yeah. that back in the day. <laughs> so like twenty years on, that's aged quite poorly, which again this kind of felt very dated, mm. which was why I, I really didn't enjoy it. Um, Chris Jericho is part of a dated promo segment now. We've not seen right. any of that in the last eighteen months. So, mate, yeah. never happened. And but but also as well as I think for me the whole Andretti and Starks thing just feels like forced, like they're just thrown together. Like it, it's one of the things that would it's one of the things that were critical about with with women's wrestling. I think it's just a lazy kind of story technique. Where, oh, now we're friends because you don't like that person. I don't like that person. It's just like, uh, great. Mm. Yeah, congratulations! Like you've just had all... Ricky Starks pin Chris Jericho clean as a fucking whistle on Dynamite like a week ago, and already feels like unimportant. Yeah, yeah, and that's just shit. And same with Andretti, you beat Jericho, and then it 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 doesn't feel like the stock's risen at all. It feels like he's getting forced into the position like, that he's in. Remember when we used to say like, "Oh God, such and such is getting sucked into the Cody verse." And like nothing matters in the Cody verse. It's the Jericho verse. It feels a little bit like that now, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah. shit, no, he's getting sucked into a Chris Jericho storyline. It's just gonna fucking spin circles forever. Yeah. But it felt like that with I feel like it feels like it's always felt like that with a lot of Jericho stuff though. Not when Eddie King's yeah. beating the piss out of it. I mean, that's different. That's Eddie he makes anything. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie can Eddie yeah, can turn it into a good time. The MJF storyline's good. Until yeah. Jeff- in the I felt like a lot of the pinnacle stuff surrounding that though wasn't. It felt like it kind of just petered out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yes, this is a bit of a misfire. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. they can. I mean, so next week, um, Ricky Starks is going to fight Jake Hager, and hopefully that somehow sorts everything out. But I, but, I, but, yes, I have, but I have the fear that it won't. But we'll see. Um, and they also added to the um, shop AEW uh, a Jake Hager hat. Which oh, you can now buy. You can now buy. You can now love this hat. Yes, I like this hat. Yeah. Uh, right. We've we'll gone to the main event. Um, the Elite versus Death Triangle in the Escalera de la Muerte ladder match. Oh. Um, this was just big concern. The match. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, wait until you see BCE. 
um, for concerns. Um, yeah, that that package pile driver spot on the ladder, ladder was fucking horrible. Yep, that was horrible, horrifying. Um, Pat just wailing on Kenny Omega's hand with a hammer was was upsetting. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love and those that. destroyers as well. Destroyers yeah, always made me win. The ladder that was amazing though. That was really fucking good. Oh, the one with the angel off the ladder that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was so good. Um, oh. Nick in a trash can as well. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't trash can. I'm thinking of a different match, the one the other week. Oh yeah. Again, it's weird. It's Matt, all these matches just sort of blend into one. <laughs> just like Matt did that insane table spot though, didn't he? With Pack. Yeah. Kenny etched shit through that table. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. When when um Matt like did like kind of like the Leon Slater like dive over the ropes, but it was like a, just a crossbody on yeah. like onto Pack through a table. Yeah, that was Pac, wasn't even on the ta- Pac wasn't even on the table. He was like, he next stood to next to it. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, like forced Jesus. into the thing. Jesus Christ. Table adjacent. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, after after uh, Kenny hits the warming danger off the ladder, I mean, we're, 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 there's always we're glossing over this, really. Uh, Pac goes with the black arrow, but Omega, again, echoing like how um, how they won the first match, um, getting the knees up on the black arrow is what Matt did to, to get the first win. And this yeah. time, Kenny does the same thing, gets the knees up on the black arrow, um, climbs up the top of the ladder, and pulls down the belt to win. Yeah. I get about like six or seven V triggers in this match as well. Oh, so like, many V triggers. Yeah. I, I feel as though I, I feel as though like obviously Death Triangle and the Elite's over, but I feel as though Pac and Kenny probably have like another match in the chamber that they can go to. Oh, Pac and Kenny can just go forever, mate. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Same yeah, with I mean, the Ducks and the Lucha Bros as well. What a series this was though. I mean, seven matches. I was not I was still not bored by it at the end. It was I would have had more of it no, more I, happily. I actually feel like it got better as each match went on because obviously they had like a bit more like kind of fuckery added and they had a bit more of a story and understanding. And they just I remember, raising the stakes and raising the stakes and raising the stakes. They could I, even I remember, run this like, back like further down the line if they decide to keep the belts on the elite for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, like, obviously, when it got announced, everyone was crying about it. I was like, no, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's, like, proper old school fucking thing to do. Don't worry about too much of a good thing. It's it's not real. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. We'll move on again. Again, as we say, it's at the top of the, of the review. Uh, probably one of the best episodes of Dynamite I think I can remember. Um, like, but back to front. I mean, they, just, they just always like... they always do like a banging show, don't they, for like Wrestle, like Wrestle Kingdom, mm. around Wrestle Kingdom. Um, the, the only this, real, no, the only real misfire being the um, Jericho segment, uh, which was a bit odd. Um, but yeah, whatever. I, mm, I, can, let, I can let that yeah. go. Uh, right, next up onto Rampage, we started out with Darby Allen versus Juice Robinson for the TNT title. Um, holy hell, this was another really good match. I still don't think the American crowd really cares that much about Juice Robinson, but if he keeps having matches like this, then people are going to stop paying attention. Oh, Juice Robinson's a really good wrestler. He's just got big, like fucking big, like deviant energy. I don't like it. Someone described him as like he's like a nineties. He cuts like nineties wrestling promos, doesn't he? Like early nineties wrestling promos. He feels like he's got like a sleazy biker gimmick from like the eighties. It's mm. that Bullet Club stank. That's what it is. <laughs> it's oh, like, God, it's like the it's Bullet like, Club was cool. It's like he's been saw, hanging around with the LP too much. It's, it's like he saw Macho Man promos a long time ago and then kind of remembers how to do them. Just do that <laughs> in Jay Lethal. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but it's a really fun match. Um, like super, super, like the guys just taking just going big bumps. Um, obviously, Darby doing all sorts the code of code red was disgusting, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a thing, um, <laughs> that was a thing that happened, 
Yeah, Juice had a jackhammer, which was lovely. Um, and Juice Hammer, as Taz called her. And then Darby with a scorpion death drop as well before the coffin drop. Yeah, to pick up the win, mm-hmm. which was nice. Uh, he's off for he's off soon to Japan because he's taking part with it's tomorrow, I think. In what is beautifully named Great Mutha Final Bye Bye. Oh no, oh. it's not tomorrow. It's um because Darby's got a match as Neon Dynamite this week. But what, it's, what, a, uh, what a beautiful name for a show. Yeah, it's at the weekend, the twenty second. Uh, so yeah, really, really fun opening match. Um, another little uh, powerhouse Hobbs thing, which is always fun to see. Love a bit of that. Yeah, I want them to hurry up and pull the trigger on Hobbs. Though, oh, like, he's going to murder so really... many people. It's going to be glorious. I feel like he should have been the person to win the TNT title when Joe won it. Not that, mm-hmm. not that I didn't like Joe being TNT champion as short as it was, but I feel like he should have been the guy to kind of take the belt off Wardlow. So right, next up we have the acclaimed about to get their star of the walk of fame, they have like the cement out and everything. I really enjoyed this. So basically what happens is they, they come out, um Max Caster nails the rap first time, apparently. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um a little reference to blood money and, and stuff and all the stuff you expect. It was good it was good fun. Um so the acclaimed are out to put their this scissor fingers into the cement to immortalize them. Then the ass boys come out and interrupt them. Um they sort of um Austin starts moaning that they took their dad away, and that's the only reason why they're famous. <laughs> and then Billy like has got no time for that, so um, he's like, and he's like, all right, okay, you got a point. We'll let you, we'll let you do the the, the walk of fame. So they they turn around with the most like, inconspicuous wink. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they they turn around and like present themselves very opportunistically, and then go to put their hands in the in the um in the cement. As they're to do that, they claim pull their pants down, exposing their underwear. They sort of um turn around in like disgust, and as they do that, they claim push them so their asses land in the cement. Yeah. They actually have forever and ever. Now. Yeah, they are forever ass boys uh, immortalized on the Walk of Fame, which is great. I love that. That was it was goofy as fuck, but it was really really funny. So yeah, just the, the everyone loves the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Everyone did did you um did you see that picture as well? I put on Discord of Max Caster went to Vince's star on the Hollywood Walk yeah. of Fame. <laughs> Give it the finger. Giving it the middle finger. Great. Uh, next up, Kings of the Black Throne versus Malachi Black and Brody King versus Eddie Kingston Ortiz. Can we can we please get Eddie Kingston versus Brody King one on one? Yes, that's mm-hmm. like a, the a only lot, match I want more than that. This a year. lot of this match was um, Malachi and Eddie, wasn't it? Yeah, but the only the only real exchange that Eddie and Brody had, Eddie was like bleeding. That was I. <laughs> Brody had like a welt on his face. I was like, yeah, these two are gonna fucking knock lumps out of each other if they yeah. get. It's gonna be so good. They were hitting each other real hard. Um, I do like towards the end when Buddy Matthews tried to uh, interfere and Eddie just like stands on the chair and he slides into the ring so he can't pick it up. Yeah. And Eddie turns around to hit who he thinks Malachi attached to Julia and then Ortiz is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And Julia like squeals like. Julia like screams. Yeah. And then as Ortiz is like telling him like, not to do it, Malachi goes to throw Black Mass and then Ortiz ducks it and it smacks Eddie in the face. Yeah. And then they just send. Ortiz to the outside, don't they? Yeah. And they say, well done. You did good. Yeah. I would have liked them to have abducted Ortiz instead of just leaving him there. But um, I also loved um, how Eddie kept refusing to tag Ortiz, even though Ortiz kept giving him the assists. Mm. That was brilliant. Yeah. yeah like, just Eddie's just such a good storyteller, isn't he? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get to the main events, very briefly, um, Paul Waterhouse is in the ring. He's got his golden globe there. 
uh, Danhausen comes out and says that he's the number one Merck seller in AW, so he should have his Golden Globe. Um, Paul Walterhauser asks if the Golden Globe should be called the Glo- Golden Globehausen. Everyone goes nuts. Answer is yes. Danhausen's still like the most over thing in the company. It's great. Um, speaking of over, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt, and Sam Singh come out. Um, and basically, they basically beat everyone down and steal the Golden Globe. Yeah. You know that Paul Walterhausen. Yeah, Paul Walterhausen, the guitar, didn't he? Yeah. He was probably so made up to be hit with a guitar by Jarrett. I mean, I would mark, I would, I would let Jeff hit me the guitar just to say it. I've, I've had. Oh it. yeah, same. Just to join that list of people who've been elkabonged. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Swear like, also had a promo earlier on as well. Yeah. That thing he does where he just like introduces rappers like only cool people know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not cool enough to know who he's talking. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah, and then just yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, if it's not Rick Ross, I'm lost. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you think we're getting Paul Walterhauser or Paul Walterhausen? Um, and probably Orange as well against Jarrett Lethal and Satnam. Yeah, why not? And Trent Still. came out. Trent came out. Everything's fine. Trent is sus. Trent is sus as fuck. Best friends are fine. Trent's absolutely going to fucking murder Orange at some point. It's so, so upsetting. Maverick Mayhew has just called out Trent. Um, for a progress match, by the way, just so Why? you know, because he's because he also wants a dream match. It's fair because he also doesn't value his neck. <laughs> That'd be a fun match. To be fair, I'd enjoy that. Uh, right onto like the main those guys. Onto the main event. No interviews. Just time for the main event. Straight up, Mark Henry fucking around. I like that because he was on the stage, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did the video package, and then he was just like, well. <laughs> Yeah, just it's time, the main of it. Um, so yeah, this is amazing. Uh, Willow, Willow oh, Nightingale, Ruby Soho versus uh, Ty Mello and Anna JS. Um, I love Willow and Ruby's matching purple camo, it gives me life. Yeah, I love uh, that they said get the tables. Yeah, again, um, the fourth like match of the year candidate AEW put on this week. <laughs> uh, early in the match, um, Ruby gets uh, a trash can put over her and then like gets stomped on, and all of the blood comes out. Oh god, she was pissing blood. Um, and Twitter died. Yeah, the internet. The yeah, internet, the internet had a fucking wobbler. Was that <laughs> fucking stupid. What's his name? Road Dog's brother, Scott Armstrong. Mm. And he was like, "Oh yeah, like why is the referee not checking on the the girl who's pissing blood in the ring?" Is like literally the screen you've like the screen grab you <laughs> talk like. You do realize pictures don't move. <laughs> like, yeah, when... but it's like it's like two frames before Aubrey was checking on Ruby. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah, you do realize like after this picture was taken, things continued to happen. Yeah, and just all the fucking weirdos who just hate Aubrey Edwards because she's a woman. Um, I yeah, this this match was fantastic. I I loved it. I thought it was, as I say, match of the year candidate for me already. Um, and it's only been like a few weeks, but we've already had some very fucking good wrestling that, like that we've consumed, and this was definitely up there. Um. Yeah, he, you you know, like not to not to kind of take away too much from the actual match itself, but you know, like shit hit the fan on Twitter when MJF comes to the fucking defense of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the match was really really fun. Like, um, the yeah. only thing that was a little scatty, well, I say a little, was it Willow powerbombing Anna off the stage and missing the table and just smacking oh, on the floor. God, yeah, yeah, that's never. Thankfully, fun. Anna's okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was a horrible bump. 
and then the finish, um, Tay went for thumbtacks, um, went for a power driver. In a face. Yeah, and then um, Ruby hit. She, Ruby just threw the tax to Tay's face and then hit Destination Unknown onto them for the win, uh, which was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we, we feel like we kind of breezed this bit. I mean, if you imagine, so this time last year, Anna Jay and um, Tay Mello did a really good um, street fight with the Bunny and Penelope Ford. And this, I think this one was right up there as well. I think it was just as good, if not better. I think I preferred the other one, but I think that's just because I'm not that hot on Ruby Soho. But Willow Nightingale is here and everything is better. But Willow, Willow, Willow is there and it's great. And Ruby had I... a Willow Nightingale t shirt. Uh, Ruby and Willow had matching Ruby and Willow t shirts, which looked adorable. And there's a nice little thing at the end where the fist bump. Yeah. Awesome. When Ruby was like Ruby just pisses blood everywhere. There's like there's like Ruby's blood was like pooling on the on the mats on the floor. It was like yeah. dog collar punk <laughs> levels, like, wasn't it? Yeah. Drenched in it. Um yeah, I, I think like this is easily Ruby's best match than the AW. Oh yeah. Like no no competition there, but I I thought this was fantastic. I really did. Yeah. Um, it was it was excellent. Um thoroughly I just really it. love seeing Ty wrestle. She's so good. She's got. Do you know what it is? She's got really good facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that makes it really entertaining. I think that makes it really good fun. Uh, yeah. So that's that's um, that is rampage, and that's all the wrestling books this week. Uh, we don't have an awful lot of time left, so what I'll probably do is we'll we just go straight into talk about a little bit of news until the end of the show, and then I'll just sort yeah. of drop the music in as and when I can. If you listen on Jack's radio, you've probably already heard the music, so there you go. Are you having trouble sleeping, but always feel tired? It's time to try Recovery PM and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. The problem with that is, if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place, that melatonin is going to make you irritable. Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium, so you're going to relax and then experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by lack of sleep. Your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and guys, that includes in the bedroom. Did you know that lack of sleep reduces your testosterone by as much as aging 10 years? So upgrade to Recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel. Thousands of people already have and over 85% of them come back for more. So now Jay, I know you have been taking Recovery PM for the past few weeks. Yeah, last uh, how, uh, three weeks or so. How have you been finding it? Um, I'm honestly finding it really good. Um, I've noticed my sleep's a lot more regular, like a lot more regulated, I should say. Um, I'm not nowhere near as groggy when I wake up. And definitely less irritable. Definitely less irritable. Um, <laughs> I'm, again, it's it's benefiting me because I've started a new job and obviously my sleep patterns drastically changed. Um, Especially like you, I know without without giving too much away, you, you've been working from home, so you've been obviously you've been doing that thing that everyone who works at home does, where they wake up like ten minutes before they're meant to start work. Yeah. So well, for you, for not, you being able to wake not up, not today, feel... full hour, mate. <laughs> so for you, like being able to wake up and feel sharp, like straight from the bath, yeah. is is really beneficial. Oh, that's awesome. I'm I'm not a morning person at all. I'm terrible at like when I wake up. I'm terrible at kind of like sort of motivating myself to do anything for the first like sort of 10-15 minutes I'm awake yeah I, really I, 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 
I can tell it's definitely working for you because the Discord has been a lot quieter at night time with you not shit posting all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, if people want to follow in your footsteps, Jay, and they want to get hold of some of this recovery PM and improve their sleep, how can they do it? Uh, go to recoverypm.com and use our code UWP, all in caps, uh, at the checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, you can also use that at legacysubs.com as well. Um, same code and yeah, 15% off. It uh, really helps the podcast out. Uh, means we can do a lot more cooler stuff that we're kind of like looking at doing um, in the new year. And if you're wondering where Recovery PM comes from, it's um, sort of spearheaded by Nick Aldis, who is yeah. a high-level high professional athlete. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's ran Legacy Subs for a number of years now. He really he knows the game. He knows what it's all about. Um, we yeah, on, the, on an interview as well, and he kind of gave us a bit of a background on the company within the interview. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So yeah, go and check that out if you want to learn more. And yeah, get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com. Yeah. <laughs> news. Um, that's why I was re- that, if, you, if you're wondering why the music came in randomly, now you know. Um, first of all, um, the biggest story of the week, I think, um, Vince McMahon might be back on TV. In the Rumble? Well, yeah. Apparently, so, apparently he's already tried to interject himself in creative stuff, hasn't he? So, according to the Wrestling Observer, uh, Daddy Dave said there is, quote, a feeling in WWE that Vince McMahon may return to WWE television in the near future to see what kind of reaction he gets. Obviously, remember, he, he did famously appear, didn't he? Uh, just before he retired, um, he was on SmackDown. He did the world's best, on I, I reckon it'll be on tonight, at time recording, because it's Monday. Because oh, um, oh, it's the 30th anniversary of Raw. Yeah. So, it would actually make sense for him to show up tonight as Unfortunately, uh, another uh, uh, keeping with Vince as well. Another story to talk about quickly. Um, obviously, last week we announced that he's back as chairman of the board. Uh, this week, it's been announced that he's been back in the office for the first time. No thanks. And quote has been suggesting changes. You know what? A change I'd like to suggest, Vince. Fucks off. <laughs> well, yeah. The uh, best um, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, um, yeah, just just big old no thank you for for me with that. Uh, according to another report, um, Vince has brought back Brad Bloom, his chief of staff, who was released by the company a month and a half ago. So he's getting his people back. He's getting his boys back. Yeah, he, he's he's bringing in like like obviously he brought in um. Michelle Williams and George Barrios, who were the um, the CEOs before, was it CEOs? CEOs so. or presidents or whatever before, yeah, before um, EVPs before Nick Khan essentially, yeah, Nick Khan replaced them, um, and they kind of like were brought in as part of his like sort of coup that he's done. Yeah. So, and a final bit of sort of Vince-related news. Um, apparently today, as we day recording on Monday, there was a talent meeting, um, before Raw to discuss Vince McMahon's return. They basically said the same thing that was said at the SmackDown talent meeting. Everything's the same as far as creative, and <clears throat> while there is input going in from different people who have their suggestions, the final say goes to Triple H. 
Also, got how long? Update on Cody Rhodes as well. He's um, yeah. trying to get in ring ready. Oh, it's okay. I mean, he's obviously trying to come back in the rumble, isn't he? You think he's well, Fightful, Fightful <laughs> put this where they said Cody and his big ass bus that you can't miss was spotted <laughs> at the performance center. And I mean, yeah, Cody... he's, not, he's, he's not sneaking back in, is he? Like, why is the Cody bus here? I'm like, oh, yeah, um, the Lex Express, um, and yeah, Cody, um specifically picked out Carmelo Hayes and Joe Gacy as two people he wanted to kind of like do in ring, ring work with to train for his return. So oh, that's interesting. That's excellent, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another bit of two quick very fire, good wrestlers. Another quick fire news um, just announced on Saturday's New Japan World, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, uh, Eddie Kingston will fight Jay White. Yo, hey, tasty. I mean, I'm going to need to sit down after this. I mean, I am sitting down. I need to lie down. Um, <laughs> fan myself. If you watch the um, the little confrontation they had. I've not. I can't. I'm saving that for a treat, I think. I'll send you the link. It's fantastic. Um, also, last little bit that I can find is um, that WWE are set to reveal 2K23 at the Royal Rumble. Oh, right. Okay. With Thank you. a... With a um, like a sort of like follow up, com- like press conference sort of media thing on the first of February. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it says that there's going to be a showcase mode, and it will also fe- feature a look at a new game mode, but it doesn't say what. Um, oh, that's okay. The only thing I can think of it being is war games. War games, yeah. So I'm not doing that. My voice is too fucked to do to do the William Regal voice. Yeah. Um, war games. Okay, a couple of notes from Impact uh, before we wrap up. Um, obviously, they had the Hard to Kill pay per view this weekend, which I really should have watched. But I just I don't know if it was on five. If it was on five plus. I'd have to pay any extra for it. I probably would, but I, I just can't yeah. justify fucking up money for it. Um, so first of all, um, Victoria slash Tara made her return to the ring. Did, did she have Generation Me with her? She did not. She did not have the yeah. two books fighting over who gets to be cooked by her. Um, Sad. But her and Giselle Shaw. Um, lost to Taya Valkyrie and Jessica. Nice. That was her first match since working the Women's Royal Rumble in 2021. Uh, also, it was announced that Kazarian has had his Frankie Kazarian has had his release granted by AW and has signed a long-term deal with Impact, which is awesome. I mean, I loved having Kazarian in AW, but it felt like a bit of a nostalgia thing, didn't it? Whereas I think in Impact, you can go and be a top guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying that um, he got back from injury and said that he felt like he was in a locker room full of strangers was a bit. Strange. Mm, I think he means just like he was like really good mates with like, Cody in the books, wasn't he? Like Cody's gone. Yeah, so, he's like... made dead good mates with Cody, any? Yeah, I suppose as well though. Like, obviously, when he initially joined AEW, it was like day one, and a lot of the guys who were kind of round have either left or injured or don't really do much. Like, yeah, on TV, a lot of the OG guys. Uh, can we just have one last? Um... BT segment where he calls Brennan Cutler a fucking mark. Do ya? Stupid ass bitch ass dumbass mark. Do ya? <laughs> um, yeah, that would have been that would have been lovely. Just one more, just one more time, please. Um, I'm, I'm sure that we'll get that again at some point. Got some free agent news. Um, apparently, um, Colby Carino is expected to um, sign for NXT with his dad. Gasp. Where, where his dad is oh, a can, trainer. Can yeah. we? Can we get like a fucking tag team of like Charlie Dempsey and Col- Colby Carino? Yes, yes, please. Just fucking Regal and um, and Steve Carino just behind them like menacing dads. <laughs> Pair of murder dads. 
Um, another actually WWE related news. Uh, Ginny retired. This yes, so yeah, yeah. Wish her um, the best in her in her life going forward. Yeah, former uh, Progress Women's Champion. Um, she was should have been the NXT UK Women's Champion, in my opinion. Yeah, and um, current, current Mrs. Gunther. Yes. Um, she said she was struggling with an injury. Um, and essentially, um, decided to hang up her hang up her fashionable boots, as she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'll see what's next. I think she'd be a perfect manager. Well, I think put her with Imperium. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah. As like a manager. Um. But then I think as well, like they're all really good talkers, so they don't really need. No. Uh, um, she put up pretty well, deadly, but again, same thing. They can they can really talk. Well, about pretty them. deadly as like the sort of like stylist, and then she can cut like she can have like the sort of like, um, sort of like the Paul Heyman Roman thing with them. Yeah. In the sense that she talks and then they say something. Um, I think they could make that work. Trying to find something a bit silly to finish on because I have to finish on something a bit later. Um, we do have um, uh, Mercedes Monet has filed to trademark the CEO. I mean, to go if you want to go um, back to um, signings as well, Akira signed for MLW. Yeah, which is nice. Which Faye's doing a massive concern over right now because um, it means she's going to have to watch MLW soon, yeah, soon to be. Soon to be legit as Tekka Underground, which you know what that means, Tasty. That's silly news. Oh, we're coming back. It's coming back, Luke, baby. You can't keep it Luke away. Underground's proper back. You can't keep Dario Quith away. He's going to be smuggling Jeff Cobb at New Japan. Well, I'm just going to have to watch anything with Akira in, really. I love him so much. What's it called? Can we get What's Masher in there as well? Masher's an impact, isn't she? I know, but Akira and Masher are called the Crimson Lovers, and it's lovely. Yeah. Or, or AVD, they were called in another company. Uh, great. And like, we'll finish on this like, nice little bit of obscure news. Um, apparently, a clip of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on, is surf- circling online, showing him serving food at a restaurant. Apparently, he was filming a new TV project. And then, you can see there's a film crew in the restaurant with him. It was shot at a restaurant called Bergamy in Reno, Nevada. So, yeah, he's, on, think... he's on the drive through isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just just like in the window, like, you want some fries, son? <laughs> Yes, please, Mr. Austin, sir. Um, <laughs> if you if you give you the wrong order, you just take it with you. Just drive off. Oh, you yeah. would. Um, also, a little bit of an impact spoiler because again, you want silly to end this up, and this is the silliest thing I could find. Um, a former WCW star made his debut um, at the impact. That's silly enough, huh? Wait, That's wait, silly enough. It. Ernest the Cat Miller. Oh, nice. Didn't Santino, oh, get... didn't Santino come in as well? Santino and Ernest the Cat Miller are basically like a buddy cop. Like, right, okay. Buddy cop authority figures. Santino even had like a police badge um, that said like DOA on it or something like that. Oh, nice. um, yeah, they're like essentially like, as I say, buddy cops. Um, just keeping all the heels in line and impact. 
Oh, smashing. Uh, yeah, right. it's going to go so well. I can't wait for the James Brown two-pack hologram that will eventually show up. Um, I think on that note, My that's, probably, that's probably where we're going to have to call it. Um, I don't think we have anything to top that, really. Um, no. Apologies, the show's been a bit sort of free-form this week. Um, we put it together on very short notice because I have to work all day. Um, My voice is also really we're strange. All, we're all, because... Our voices are all simultaneously cracking yeah. because we've been shouting at wrestling all weekend. Um, so yeah, we're, I've we're all... shouted twat a lot at Charles Crowley. <laughs> and so, yeah. a lot as well. So we're going to rest up, and we'll be back later in the week to talk a bit more about TNT, and then we'll be back next week, all rested and healed, with a, a properly thought through and planned show for your uh, listening <laughs> pleasure. But as always, thank you very much for joining us this week. Uh, enjoy your wrestling, take care, and we'll see you all real soon. And goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House. Here.